Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Welcome back to Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Tell that smart speaker, play ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It is SB Day. Give to the V Foundation if you're able. 100% of that donation goes to cancer research. Go to V.org slash donate now to contribute. Mark Zinno, Martenzi Johnson with you guys till 9 o'clock Eastern, 888-SAY-ESPN. The phone number 888-729-3776 on Twitter, at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Martenzi is at 10Z Johnson, the number 1010Z Johnson. And um, before we get to more on SB Day and the famous Jimmy V speech here, uh, wrapping up the conversation real quick on the Jets and Hard Knocks, uh, I wanted to add this, Martenzi. You know, in relation to that, the now infamous Mark Zeno quarterback list that is being dragged through the mud along with my name, my reputation, right. and uh, every you know ounce of dignity I ever had, mm-hmm. what, what I thought was more controversial is that Aaron Rodgers was number five on that list because I genuinely believe that Aaron Rodgers' production fell off last year because he was working with guys who were taking out trash as wide receivers a week before the season started. Like, Aaron Rodgers was smart last year, and he did the right thing. He tucked the ball, took a sack. He threw it out of bounds. You know, he, he, didn't do negative, he didn't do anything to create negative plays for his team by forcing bad throws into bad spots. So his numbers took a dip. But I believe 100% Aaron Rodgers has a 3,800-yard, 33-touchdown, six-interception season waiting for the New York Jets. Am I wrong in that? I think you're wrong. Uh, and I will, though I will say, I, before I get to my point, I will say, um, if you need one pass from one quarterback for one play, he's still top in the Say league it. for that. Again, I, I except no if it's your a playoff game. On him, he's capable of doing it. That being said, the man is 38 years old, Mark. He can't continue to pull this. I, I'm still the gunslinger act. We and said so that about Tom happened. Brady for like half a decade. Yeah. Well, one, there's a difference there. Tom Brady does not have a rocket of an arm, but two. Tom Brady eventually did fall off, hence why he's no longer playing in the NFL. Um, and so, again, Rodgers is, is, is as talented as they come, but eventually you have, to, you have to fall off that cliff. And I know we've been saying this about him for years, and we did it for Tom Brady for years, and we've all been wrong, but I'm going to be right. I, Mark, I'm taking a cue from you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the take that's going to get everyone talking. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a top five or even top ten quarterback anymore. See, I think this is again, the like I would have thought that was more controversial on my list. I would have thought having Justin Herbert third on my list was controversial, and yet everybody yeah, got hung up on Josh Allen. I, we I like digress. All-Star <laughs> game last night. Uh, what a blast it was. It was an incredible game. You get this awesome moment at the end with Julio Rodriguez with a chance to tie it or win it for the American League at home in Seattle. Uh, a lot of great stuff there. Your thoughts and reaction. Diaz, he put on for the old folks out here. His first ever All-Star game at 32. One winning the game for him, getting the MVP, which a Rockies player has never done before. He's putting on for folks like you and I, Mark. Mark, I don't know how old you are. You look young probably for whatever your age is, but I'm assuming you're over the age of 30. Everyone counts us out. We have knee problems. We have back problems. I sweat more than I used to. My head hurts every now and then when the sun's out, when it's cold. And this man went out there and got the Ted Williams MVP award. So thank you, Mr. Diaz, because – don't write us old people off quite yet. 
All right. Uh, we want you guys to take a listen to um, the speech that a part of the speech that happened 30 years ago. It is SB Day. Give to the V Foundation if you're able. 100 percent of that donation goes to cancer research. Again, go to V.org slash donate now to contribute. Here is Jim Balvano 30 years ago. People ask me all the time about how you you go through your life and how's your day and nothing has changed. For me, as Dick said, I'm a very emotional, passionate man. I can't help it. That's being the son of Rocco and Angelina Valvano. That just comes with the territory, right? We hug, we kiss, we love. And, and when people say to me, how do you get through uh, life or, or each day? It's the same thing. To me, there are three things we all should do every day. If we do this every day of our life, you're going to have, what a wonderful, number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. And number three is you should have your emotions moved to tears. Could be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. And so I can't help. I rode on the plane up today with Mike Krzyzewski, my my good friend and a wonderful coach, but people don't realize he's a 10 times better person than he is a coach. And we know he's a great coach. He's meant a lot to me in these last five or six months of my battle. But when I look at Mike, I think we competed against each other as players. I coached against him for 15 years. And I always have to think about what's important in life is to think to me of three things, where you started, where you are, and where you're going to be. Those are the three things that I try and do every day. And, you know, when I think about getting up and giving a speech, I can't help it. I have to remember the first speech I ever gave. I was coaching at Rutgers University. That was my first job. Oh, that's wonderful. And I was the freshman coach. That's when freshmen played on freshman teams. And I was so fired up about my first job. I see Lou Holtz, Coach Holtz here. What was it like the first job you had, right? The very first time you stood in the locker room to give a pep talk. That's a special place, the locker room, for a coach to give a talk. So my idol as a coach, was Vince Lombardi. And I read this book called Commitment to Excellence by Vince Lombardi. And in the book, Lombardi talked about the first time he spoke before his Green Bay Packer team in a locker room. There were perennial losers. And I'm reading this, and Lombardi said he was thinking, should it be a long talk, a short talk? But he wanted to be emotional. He said, be brief. And this is what he did. He, he, normally, you get in a locker room, I don't know, 25 minutes, a half hour before the team takes the field. You do your little X and O's, and then you give the great Newt Rockney talk. We all do. Speech number 84. You pull them right out. You get, you get ready. Get your squad ready. Well, this is the first one I ever gave. And I read this thing, Lombardi. What he said was he didn't go in. He waited. His team was wondering, where is he? Where is this great coach? He's not there. Ten minutes. He's still not there. Three minutes before to take the field, Lombardi comes in, bangs the door open. And I think you all remember what great presence he had. Right, great presence. And he walked in, and he just walked back and forth like this, just walk, staring at the players. And he said, all eyes on me. And I'm reading this in this book, and I'm getting a picture of this Lombardi before the, his first game. And he said, gentlemen, we will be successful this year. You can focus on three things and three things only. Your family, your religion, and the Green Bay Packers. And, he, like that. and the rest of it, they knocked the walls down. The rest was history. I said, that's beautiful. I'm going to do that. Your family, your religion, and Rutgers basketball. That's it. I had it. Listen, I'm 21 years old. The kids I'm coaching are 19. All right? 
And I'm, and I'm going to be the greatest coach in the world, the next Lombardi. And I'm ready. And I'm practicing out in the right, right beside the locker room. The, the manager's telling me, you got to go in. Not yet, not yet. Family, religion, Rutgers basketball. All eyes on me. I got it, I got it. And now finally he said, three minutes. I said, fine. True story. I go to knock the doors open, just like Lombardi. Boom. He didn't open. <laughs> I almost broke my arm. I was like... You know, it was one that didn't open. Now I'm down, the players are looking. You know, coach, get, uh, help the coach up, help him up. You know? And now I did like Lombardi. I walked back and forth, right? And I was going like that with my arm, get the feeling back in it. And finally I said, gentlemen, all eyes on me. And these kids wanted to play. They're 19. Let's go. I said, gentlemen, we'll be successful this year if you can focus on three things and three things only. They said, yeah. They said, your family, your religion, and the Green Bay Packers, I told them. <laughs> I did that. That was part of Jimmy V's famous SB speech. You hear the rest of it coming up a little later on. But coming up next, from an athlete who once literally busted out of his own shoes to a man who the only thing he's busting out of is the button on his pants. We'll explain that next. Mark Zinno, Martenzi Johnson, in for Joe and Amber here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Joe and Amber presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Mark Zinno, Martenzi Johnson in for Joe and Amber tonight on SB Day. Give to the V Foundation if you're able to do so. Excuse me. 100% of your donation goes to Cancer Research. Go to v.org slash donate now. You'll hear more from the famous uh, Jim Valvano speech coming up later on in the show. But not everybody's got the perfect body here, Martenzi, and we understand that. Not all of us can do it for the gram. Not all of us can be models. But the very simple concept that you as a professional athlete can't take care of your body, which is your instrument, your machine that allows you to get a paycheck, to me is somewhat perplexing, and that's the case for Zion Williamson. He was on Gil's Arena, the podcast hosted by Gilbert Arena's former NBA player, 
and he addressed it, his weight issues and why he's only been able to play 114 games in four years. That's a problem. Here's my biggest thing, Martenzi, and it's this. You're not in the NFL, okay? But you are in a league with a man who has told everybody he invests a million dollars a year mm-hmm. into his body in LeBron James. You are in a league where guys like Kobe Bryant, the league Kobe Bryant, did nothing but live in the gym on a routine basis to be great. You are in a league where your fitness is incredibly important to your du- durability. The idea that you have zero self-discipline to get to this point to me is the most alarming thing in this situation. Yeah, and I think a lot of what plays into this, and he mentions this when he said, I'm 20, 22, have all the money in the world, where it feels like I have all the money in the world, but it's hard at this point, certain things I'm putting wisdom around me, yada, yada. But I think the age speaks a lot to it. Like he is only 22 or 23, whatever it might be. There is some immaturity that comes with that. They're, you know, we're throwing them into a professional space coming straight, essentially out of high school, but they might play a year in college, whatever it may be. But they're young people whose brains still aren't completely formed yet. Um, and this just sounds like an immature 23-year-old. And I don't think that's an indictment of who Zion Williams is or who he will become, but he does have to realize that he's a professional now. And he mentioned invincibility traits. So his entire life has just been, I'm bigger than everyone else. I can overpower everyone. I can jump over everyone. So I don't have to put in that much effort as far as maintaining. Welcome to not college, kid. Yeah. yeah. Like, I I don't know what else to tell you. But see, it's interesting because you say about the immaturity issues. Like, the first thing that popped into my head was I remember Michael Vick. And he talked about after he got busted for the dogfighting how when he was with the Falcons, never studied film didn't work on his craft, things of that nature. That, to me, is immaturity. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you coming from college and being a beast and getting to the NBA and going, well, I don't need to work on my game. I, I can destroy anybody. That's immaturity. This is laziness, and I think there's a difference. No, there, there could be. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know Zion well enough to know it's, whether it's one or the other. Um, and, and, again, when you balloon up to 300 pounds as an NBA player, that's – that makes everyone pause and say, all right, something's wrong here. But I will say this is the first time I've heard him really speak about his weight and speak about why it's gotten to this point and maybe the mistakes that he's made in the past. So it seems like he's working towards getting himself right. But again, everything we see from Zion and let's just say in recent months uh, screams immaturity more, more for me and that he just hasn't gotten to a place to understand what's at stake here. No matter if he got a $100, $200 million contract, there's a lot of stake here in that the Pelicans might be done with him pretty soon. He might be out of the league within two or three years if he doesn't get this under control. So at least he's admitting now that he has this problem. Now the next step is, before I want to write him off completely, is, okay, he's admitted it. What is he going to do now to change that? So if he comes back in great shape in October, now I think he's learned his lesson. But if he comes back and misses, again, 60-some-odd games, 70-some-odd games, yeah, I— then he hasn't learned his lesson. Like you said, this is just pure laziness, and he you can't be a professional if you can't even do the most basic thing, which is eat right, exercise, sleep good, all those sort of things. Not everybody is going to have a body like Adonis. I certainly understand that. that, that that's body not like the Mark. issue. Yeah. But the difference is, is that your body being the shape of Grimace, the mascot from McDonald's, is never a good thing. Let's hear from Zion himself on Gil Arena's podcast. 
So the diet piece, uh, I'm always able to come back each summer feeling good, looking good. But I would say it's more of uh, just locking in on like flexibility, band work, because I think it's those things that will be able to keep me on the court longer versus just losing a bunch of weight. I don't want to be on the sideline. Y'all think I want to sit over there hurt? I don't. Like I said, uh, like Coach K taught me, got to own up to my responsibilities. There are a lot of things that I could have done better that I didn't, and I'm in the process of you know, fixing those wrongs. I'm sorry, that still sounds like the wrong philosophy. I, I, you know, yeah. just taking off a bunch of weight, that's all part of it, Zion. Yeah. It's, all, it's all lumped together. Don't you see that? Am I, I mean, am I, am I overanalyzing this here, Martenzi? No, I think, one, hearing it is a lot different from reading it. Uh, yeah. There is a certain lack of sincerity <laughs> yes. in his voice in what he said there. Uh, so I'll, I'll temper what I said before just based on hearing the audio. But even that being said, um, he, he's at least, again, admitting it. Um, he's mentioned how Coach K says this is all on you. You have to make that decision. And until he makes that decision to do better, he's going to. this is going to continue to happen. And I don't know. The one thing I'm not sure he's put two and two together is how the weight impacts his availability of him getting hurt and all these sorts of things. I don't know if he's made that connection because maybe if he does make that connection and realizes that, hey, by you doing this, you're going to continue to miss over 50% of the games you're supposed to play in because your weight is too much on your joints and all this other stuff because every single injury, Mark, is a lower leg injury. It's not like he's breaking his shoulder. It's not like he's having stomach issues. It's not like it's anything to do with his hands. It's always his lower body, and that has to be from being six foot six and nearly 300 pounds. Like You just can't do that especially as an explosive NBA player. Like, if you're a Robert Tractor trailer, sure, fine, whatever. But, like, you're not. You want to jump as high as John Morant does. And the ability to do that is you have to take care of your body, and he just hasn't learned that lesson yet. And, again, if he does not, I have to imagine this is the last season with the Pelicans. I think all these trade rumors were them basically testing the waters on, okay, if he doesn't get this together, we will ship him out pretty soon. Jay Williams, part of ESPN Radio Mornings, uh, discusses what he was told about Zion's work ethic. Somebody around that organization that I have full confidence in okay. for the man he is and for the player he was, okay? Him and I have been having conversations, and when I got told this, it was shocking. I think it's the biggest question going into the 23-24 season for me to watch with Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson loves basketball. I don't know if Zion Williamson loves the work to put into basketball to be the player that we think he can be. That, that's what was said to me. Uh, that, that is just an, a raging indictment. You can't – see, those two things seem conflicting to me. You can't love basketball and not do the things that make you a good basketball player. You just can't. Like, it, that's not loving basketball. It, it, that, that's, like, that's like, well, I, I, I love my girl when she's treating me nice and she's a lot of fun <laughs> to hang out with. I love my girl at the club, and when we get home, I can't stand her. No, that, yeah. that's not how a relationship works, pal. It's all encompassing. It's all together. Like, you can't not do all the things. Yeah. What it sounds like to me is that he might love basketball, but he doesn't love playing in the NBA. Because there's a difference, right? You can go play pickup. You don't even have to stretch. But for the NBA, you got to put in months of work, not weeks, not days. You have to put in months. And he doesn't seem willing to do that right now. So I do think he loves basketball. It's just he hasn't gotten that grasp of you're playing in the NBA now. This is professional. This isn't kids play anymore. Yeah, I love basketball. I just love double cheeseburgers a little bit more. Coming up next, you're going to hear the rest of the iconic speech Jimmy Vade made three, 30 years ago. Rather, That's next. It's Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It is Joe and Amber here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Mark Zinnon, Matenzi Johnson in for Joe and Amber. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. On Twitter, at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. And Martenzi is at 10Z Johnson, the number 10Z Johnson. It is SP Day. Give to the V Foundation if you're able. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. Go to v.org slash donate now to contribute. No amount too small. Make sure you guys chip in. It certainly is a worthwhile cause. Um, You've heard earlier on several of the Sports Center updates here that Major League Baseball is now uh, expanding their, their sport abroad more. Um, next year, the Dodgers and Padres will play Major League Baseball's first regular season games in South Korea, opening next season in Seoul. That's in March 20th and March 21st. That's kind of smack right in the middle of spring training. The Astros and Colorado Rockies will play Mexico City on April 27th and April 28th. The Padres and Giants first played there this year. And then Major League Baseball have three sets of international games, Martensi. A two-game series in London uh, on June 8th and June 9th between the Mets and the Phillies. Red Sox and Tampa Bay Rays will play spring, spring training games in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. Uh, and Major League Baseball continues to expand this international presence. Now, look, I have no problem with anybody trying to copy the NFL because they are a money-printing machine on everything that they do and everything they 99.9% of everything they do seems to net them profit. But this makes zero sense to me. Like, the NFL is getting money to play games in London. They're not dishing this out last time i checked santo domingo doesn't really have a great gross domestic product and a lot of external cash flow to hand out to major league baseball furthermore like i get playing in latin american countries because they love baseball there and they play it who the hell's playing baseball in london martensi they play cricket it's a good old sport old chap i'm not terrible at british accents but, I, I mean, you know, again, South Korea, I get to a certain extent, but it almost feels like baseball is doing this unnecessarily. Agree or disagree? Um, it just seems like an expansion of the game. Now, again, like you said, whether it works or not, I'm not sure. I've never thought of London and baseball together, um, ever. Uh, so that's, that's a new development for me. But if they think that in the NBA the same way, right? They, they've gone to Paris. They've gone to these other countries. So I get that element of it. But like you said, if there's no connection to the sport in those places, do you think that just by playing a two- or three-game series there that you're going to suddenly get millions of new fans and viewers? I'm not exactly sure. Though I will say, and I'll let you get to this, Mark, I will say they're not exactly sending their best. So this seems like maybe some payback to Great Britain. I don't know, but they're sending the Mets out there. So, you know, they're going to get some baseball, but I don't know how good baseball is going to be. I mean, here's the other thing. When the NFL plays an international game, guess what? 14 million people still watch. Mm -hmm. When the NBA plays a game, millions of people still watch. When they play a regular season game in Paris. Baseball is a regional sport from a viewership standpoint. Yeah. Right? Like, what is the reason that anybody in Los Angeles would tune into a Rockies-Astros game in London or whatever it is? There's no interest there. It's yeah, a regional must... it's a regional game watched by regional people. 
Yeah. The only thing I can guess is like, are they working with the tourism department in these places where it's just like, because the only reason I could think of this is I might consider, I probably wouldn't go, but every time the NFL says they're going to be in Germany or, or in London, any the NBA says they're going to be in Paris for a slight second, I start looking at prices like, Hmm, maybe I can make a vacation around this. So maybe that's what they're going for. But like you said, why would a Braves fan care about the Dodgers and the Padres playing in Korea on a random Tuesday when it has nothing watching. to do with them, and they can just watch the Braves that same day. And they're doing that weird thing where it's right in the middle of spring training for a game that counts. Like, that's weird to me. Yeah. You know, like, I remember when they did that in, in Tokyo the first time around. I think it was the Yankees and Rays played. They played a game in the middle of spring training that actually counted, and everybody else waited another two weeks before the season started. Yeah, again, it's just. Yeah, Go if you're going for the most view, or if you're going for the best product, I can't imagine doing it before the season starts. You're going to get the best out of the players on the Dodgers or the Padres, right? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand. But again, baseball seems to uh, have their own way of doing things, and Ron Manfred is not uh, one who isn't uh, subject to questioning for a variety <laughs> of different choices that he's made over the years. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The phone number, again, give us a tweet, at Mark Zeno, at 10Z Johnson, and, of course, at ESPN Radio. All right, um, want you guys to take a listen into the second part of Jimmy Valvano's epic speech, his historic speech from 30 years ago, uh, in which started the V Foundation uh, and made this whole thing possible. And over the last... You know, uh, two decades, we have uh, done an amazing job at getting people to contribute to the V Foundation. Again, 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. Go to v.org slash donate. Now let's hear the second part of Jim Valvano's speech from 30 years ago. It's so important to know where you are. And I know where I am right now. How do you go from where you are to where you want to be? And I think you have to have an enthusiasm for life. You have to have a dream, a goal. You have to be willing to work for it. I talked about my family. My family is so important. People think I have courage. The courage of my family is my wife, Pam, my three daughters here, Nicole, Jamie, Leanne, my mom, who is right here, too. And, and, and that screen is flashing up there 30 seconds like I care about that screen right now, huh? I got, I got, I got tumors all over my body. I'm worried about some guy in the back. Go in 30 seconds, huh? You got a lot. Hey, phenomenal, buddy. Yeah, you got a lot. <laughs> All right, get you. Are you me? Hey, I, got, I just got one last thing. I urge all of you, all of you, to enjoy your life, the precious moments you have, to spend each day with some laughter and some thought, to get your emotions going to be enthusiastic every day. And Ralph Waldo Emerson said, nothing great can be accomplished without enthusiasm. To keep your dreams alive in spite of problems, whatever you have, to be able to work hard for your dreams to, become, to come true, become a reality. Now I, I look at where I, I am now and I know what I want to do. What I would like to be able to do is to spend whatever time I have left and to give in maybe some hope to others. Right, Arthur Ashe Foundation is a wonderful thing. And, and AIDS, the, the, the amount of money pouring in for AIDS is not enough, but it is significant. But if I told you it's 10 times the amount that goes in for cancer research, I also tell you that 500,000 people will die this year of cancer. 
And I also tell you that one in every four will be afflicted with this disease. And yet, for somehow, we seem to have put it in a little bit of the background. I want to bring it back on the front table. We need your help. I need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. And it's very important. And ESPN has been so kind to support me in this endeavor and allow me to announce tonight that with ESPN's support, which means what? Their, 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 their money and their dollars and they're helping me. We are starting the Jim, Jimmy V Foundation for Cancer Research. And its, and its motto is, don't give up, don't ever give up. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Every minute that I have left, I will thank God for the day and the moment I have. And if you see me, smile and maybe give me a hug, because that's important to me too. But try, if you can, to support, whether it's AIDS or the Cancer Foundation, so that, that someone else might survive, might prosper, and might actually be cured of this dreaded disease. I can't thank ESPN enough for allowing this to happen, and I'm going to work as hard as I can, you know, for cancer research, and hopefully we'll be, maybe we'll have some cures and some breakthroughs, and I'd like to think, I'm going to fight my brains out to be back here again next year for the Arthur Ashe recipient. I want to give it next year. I know I've got to go. I've, I've got to go, and I've got one last thing. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. And those three things are going to carry on forever. I thank you, and God bless you all. Words that have rung true for the last 30 years and the next 30 years and beyond. The late Jim Valvano uh, with words for us all to remember. It was great to hear from him again here on SB Day. Give to the V Foundation if you're able. 100% of that donation goes to cancer research. Go to V.org slash donate. He's Martenzi Johnson. I'm Mark Zinner. We're in for Joe and Amber. Coming up next, what are the Angels going to do with Shohei Otani? And the one team that nobody is talking about when it comes to making the Major League Baseball postseason. I'll tell you who that is next. It's Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio and the ESPN Joe and Amber, the podcast. To join Amber on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM, Channel 80. Tell that smart speaker, play ESPN Radio. Mark Zeno and Martenzi Johnson in for Joe and Amber tonight. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Here on SB Day, give to the V Foundation. V.org slash donate 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. All right, it is time for the Progressive Major League Baseball Snapshot. Okay, uh, let us get there. I thought there was an open there. Listen, I'm, I'm still working through some of my issues. Uh, it's 847. What who is all over my, my quarterback list. Here's the thing, Martenzi, <laughs> as we head to the second half. Shohei Otani is going to be the story all the way up until the trade deadline if he's going to get moved. I, I want to get to him and discuss him. I, I, you know, According to some people, this might be a hot take. I, I did have a, a solution for the Angels that didn't involve 
trading Shohei Otani. I'll get to that in a minute. But I think there's a team that nobody is giving enough credit to at this point in time that I think is going to be very dangerous in the second half, and that's the San Diego Padres. Um, they are playing their best baseball as they head into the All-Star break over the last three weeks. That, the lineup is starting to perform like we thought they would, given all the money that they had spent to put this team in position. We know mm-hmm. they have the stars uh, in the lineup. We know the names. They have three legit starters, and Joe Musgrove, Michael Waka, and Blake Snell, who's after a really bad April, has turned it around and has been really outstanding as of late. I think this team is flying under the radar. I know they dug themselves a hole, and they are in fourth in the NL West. they got to jump the San Francisco Giants. they got to catch either the Dodgers or the D-backs just to get the second place and put themselves in position for a good wild card. Don't forget about all the teams in the East, the Phillies, the Marlins, maybe the Mets. Uh, there's a lot for them to go through, but I think that this is a team that um, is going to surprise the people, and I think they make the playoffs. And, and and what I I want to believe you, but like it, it is just sort of like the Mets, where they have all the money tied up in well the pitching, obviously too, but like the the main attraction stars on the offensive side, and yet that just hasn't been reflected in the record. And again, like you said, they did dig, dig themselves a hole going forty three forty three and forty seven in that first half, and would have to win forty four games just to hit eighty seven. Um, so it's, it's hard for them to get themselves out of it. But like you said, Blake Snell has come up come up uh, recently, and they seem to be turning around a bit. But uh, as far as, like, should people be worried about it, I don't think this is, like, not to go across uh, sports, but I don't think this is the Miami Heat where in the playoffs they're suddenly going to become uh, – you're giving me a look, Mark. Do you think so? Well, I, that's a good comparison because yeah. I, I do think they could be a danger. When you get to the playoffs, right – if you got two really high-level starters in any, even five or even a seven-game series, you're, you're involved in that thing. You're going to be yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And they do. They have three high-level starters. It just hasn't re- reflected yet. But like you said, they could they, – they, basically, they have enough talent where if they do hit that streak, they're capable of making noise in the playoffs just because they have star players. But the only problem is it hasn't happened yet. And just like, again, with the Heat, again, I hate doing the cross-sports thing. Um, you know, everything had to go right for them, too. So I, you, you, you can talk me into it, Mark, I think. But it's just the fact that they've dug themselves in this sort of hole already. Not to mention they just haven't performed well as far as just getting runs in. Um, I find that hard to believe. But, again, if you get the pitching right and you get the runs in, again, you're, you're set, right? I may be able to talk into the Padres. Can anybody talk the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim into trading Shohei Otani is the question we'll be asking for the next three-plus weeks until we get to the Major League Baseball trade deadline on August 1st. You know, look, I propose this. If you know, if you're the Angels and you know, and you should know the answer to this question right now, whether you can re-sign Otani or not, because if the answer is maybe, you probably have to assume he's leaving. Yeah. If you haven't been able to convince him to stay and haven't shown his representation numbers at this point in time that say, this is what we're going to pay you, then you're in a bad spot to begin with. But if, if you're in that position where you feel like you can re-sign him, I don't trade Otani, I trade Mike Trout. Now, Trout really? is a full no-trade cause, so it makes it very difficult. But what is, more, what is more amenable to a team? Mike Trout is under contract already, so you don't have to worry about losing him. Some team could trade for Otani. He might not re-sign there. Yeah, and then you gave away all those prospects for nothing, mm-hmm. right? Um, so some team could do that, 
And Mike Trout is certainly still a, a at his best a ten WAR player. He's, mm-hmm. he's an MVP player. The problem is that Mike Trout now is a continual, perpetual injury risk. Yeah. He saved the COVID year. He hasn't played 140 games since 2017, 2018, somewhere in that range. It's been five or six years since he's played the better part of a full season, and he's not going to get there this year because you won't see him again until sometime around mid to late August, what they're projecting right now. So yeah. that's the biggest problem. If you can get him to maybe, maybe Philly wants him. You know, he's a Jersey kid, right? Mm-hmm. Phillies were his hometown team. He always go, you see him at Eagles games all the time. You could get him there, maybe even get him somewhere up in the Northeast, whatever it may be. Uh, you can then transfer. You're basically moving the money you had for Trout over to Otani, at least most of all of it, and then, then a little more. But then you can build around Otani, right? Why would you want to trade Otani and build around a guy who's often injured? Trade the often injured guy and build around Otani. Yeah, not to mention, you know, as we all know, I don't think I'm breaking news to anyone, Otani pitches. And so he's way more beneficial to you as obviously a hitter uh, leading the uh, MLB in, in home runs so far, but also obviously he can pitch. And with Mark, Mike Trout, as great as, he, as he's been his entire career, he's had basically Hall of Fame numbers from my understanding, Mark, that yep. has not translated to wins. And we just mentioned this earlier about it being a regional sport. So I don't know how well it goes over with the people in Los Angeles or Anaheim or wherever their fan base is um, by trading away this homegrown star and who's become this great player. But at the end of the day, you do want this to translate into wins. And if it hasn't worked so far with Mike Trout, why continue to do it when you know that if you lose Otani, that you just got to start over at that point. And I don't know, how you build for the future when you have this once-in-a-lifetime talent sitting right in front of you, but you can't do anything with it. I bet if you took a poll of Angels fans and asked, who would you rather trade, Otani or Trout? I guarantee you, I think Trout wins that thing in a, in a landslide. You think I, so? I, yeah. I, just, I think they see the writing on the wall. I think they see that, that as great as he is, he's not able to contribute. No, oh, by the way, you haven't won anything with him either. Even yeah. before Otani got there, Mike Trout's never won a playoff game. Yeah. So, or playoff series, I should say. So, you know, I mean, it's it's a very tenuous situation at best. Um, and if they lose Otani and get nothing for him, and they can't move him at the deadline, now you're back to square one again with Mike Trout, who's going to be an often injured, often injured superstar, not being able to win anything. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and the water. See how much you could save at one eight hundred Progressive and Progressive dot com. Martanzi, great working with you, brother. It was a great show. I had a lot of fun. It is V-Day. Make sure you guys donate. V.org slash donate. Give to the V Foundation. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. For Martenzi Johnson, I'm Mark Zeno. Freddie and Fitzsimmons up next. Joe and Amber here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Keep it right here. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.